Aleluia, Aleluia, Aleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the brother of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab. Amminadab became the father of Nashon. Nashon became the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the mother of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Ruth became the mother of the father, Obed became the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, Joram the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amos, Amos the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, Abiud the father of Eliakim, Eliakim, the father of Azor, Azor, the father of Zadok. Zadok became the father of Achim, Achim, the father of Eliud, Eliud, the father of Eleazar. Eleazar became the father of Mathen, Mathen, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Thus, the total number of generations. From Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David to the Babylonian exile is 14 generations. From the Babylonian exile to the Christ, 14 generations. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention. When behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, my friends, I've got to be totally honest. Well, first again, Merry Christmas. Um, so, a couple months ago, Monsignor Matera was, or about a month ago, Monsignor Matera was giving a talk to priests, and he said that in all his years of priesthood, more than 50, he's never been brave enough to read that whole genealogy on Christmas Eve. And I said, 
Challenge taken, Monsignor. Now I've done it for the next, you know, 50 years of my own life. I don't have to do it again. But it, um, but it's a beautiful, the genealogy of Jesus with all those names is a really beautiful reflection for us on this Christmas Eve. Why? Because there's a lot of names in there that, who the, uh, who are they, right? Who are they? We have no, like, I don't know. Listen, I taught a course on the Bible this year for students at CCSU and read a gigantic book on the Old Testament. I don't even know who most of these people are, right? Who are they? But, but maybe, maybe that's how a lot of people feel when they come to church, right? No one knows who I am. Who am I, right? My name's not going to be on a wall in the church. I'm not going to be one of the big name Christians. Nobody knows me, uh, and who, like in the big scheme of things, who am I? But in this list of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, guess who knows who these people are? God. God knows who they are. I don't know who they are. You don't know who they are. If you do, that's awesome. Tell me after Mass. But we don't know who they are, but God does. God knows. God knows who every single one of us is. God knows us personally. He knows us and he loves us. And let me tell you, the things I do know about that list of names are mostly the not good things, right? The brokenness. Jesus's family, because this is the family of Jesus, Jesus's family is very broken. It's a very broken family. Just read the dark parts of the Old Testament, right? The stuff that we probably shouldn't be teaching in grammar school or even high school for that matter, right? There's a lot of messed up stuff in the Old Testament and a good deal of it is done by the people whose names we just read. And they are the family of Jesus Christ. They are Jesus's family. He entered into not this ideal, perfect, manufactured thing, right? Some kind of like nice family of plaster statues that's really well done up. Jesus entered into a history that is very broken, that's full of a lot of messed up stuff. And he entered into that out of love for us to share the reality of our human condition. God becomes part of our families. And whatever the brokenness of our human family may be, and we see that particularly these days across the world in so much brokenness and violence and sin, God still becomes part of our family. Hey, Christmas still arrived, right? We're still celebrating Jesus entered into this creation out of love for us. No matter how bad we may mess up as humanity, God still loves us, right? God loves us. He loves us. He chose to love us. God enters into our human family with all of its brokenness. You know, one of the things about close family, right, usually our immediate family, is 
we usually don't dress up for our immediate family, right? We may dress up for big family things. We may dress up to go out into public. We may dress up for church and our church family. But like when you're at home, like sweatpants and a t-shirt, perfectly acceptable, right? Maybe, right? Not, I don't know everyone's homes, but maybe, right? Perfectly acceptable to just be who we are. God enters into our family with who we are. He doesn't just want the dressed up part of us. It's good to dress up and celebrate in certain ways, but he wants us as we are as well. He wants the normal us. He wants the us that we only show to those people closest to us in our lives. He enters into that relationship with us. And this for us at times can be scary because this is God. Like we're talking, we're talking about God, the God who created heaven and earth, right? The God of the entire universe. And in this, we have that figure of St. Joseph, right? Joseph, who was the husband of Mary, planning on marrying her and having this normal family life. And all of a sudden, she comes and says, guess what? Like the angel of God came and said, things are going to be different. I'm the mother of God, right? And our normal family life that we thought that we would have isn't going to happen because I've been given this mission. And Joseph, we hear because he was a righteous, he's a just and righteous man. He decides, I I don't think, like, maybe he asked Mary, like, well, did the angel say anything about me? Uh, let me look back. No, like, read what Luke says. Nothing about Joseph in there, right? So Joseph's like, okay, maybe I don't have a part in this. And that's maybe how many Christians feel, right? Where's my name in the Bible? Where's my, you know, shout out on church media? Nothing? All right, then maybe I don't, I don't have a part in this. Like, we're going to leave this for those professional Catholics, this living our faith thing, this discipleship thing, this friendship with Jesus and being part of the family of God. Didn't mention my name? Okay, maybe I just need to step aside and leave this to somebody more qualified. You know, each one of us is called to spread the gospel. When we go out from Mass tonight, we're going to be called to go announce the birth of the Messiah. Like, having come to church tonight, when we go, we have a message to bring. We have to bring the message of the reason for the season, right? We have to bring the message that God loves us, that the world needs to hear. But maybe we think like, yeah, I'm not equipped for that, right? I'm going to be going after this to a family party. And look, I went to school for nine years to learn how to preach the gospel and been doing it for 10 years since then. And like, my family, like, I'm not equipped for that, right? I better bring Father G with me. He'll, he'll probably be better at it than I am. Like, bring in the professionals. No, actually not. Father G can still come. But no, like, it's about, it's my job. I'm empowered. Joseph, you're, you have a role in this, the angel says. We're not going to back off. I want you, Joseph, to be part of this. Normal Joseph. Mary was immaculately conceived. Jesus is God. Joseph is a good man. He's a good guy, right? This is good guy Joseph. He's a good guy, but he's not immaculately conceived and he's not God. And he has a role. And so do each of us. We have a role. 
each one of us to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, to share this joy to the entire world, and to share above all the message of Christmas that God loves us. Love is the heart of the message of Christmas. God loves us. I I was listening to a priest on a YouTube video just yesterday who at times when he doesn't know what to say in a homily, he just is, you know, I'm just going to talk about how God loves us. Like, and he would get this inspiration in his prayer, like, no, I got to get something way more creative, right? Got to be more creative. No, God loves me. God loves you. I could say that six words and just sit right down, right? God loves us. Every single one of us. God loves me. God chose to become part of my family, our human family. Imagine, imagine if babies could pick their parents, right? Like, what would that look like, right? If, if you were able to be like, yeah, you know, you can pick your parents. Pick two people, and that, that's going to be your mom and dad, right? You pick. Um, I don't know what that would look like, right? That may get a little disastrous. Um, but Jesus was able to pick his family. He picked his family. He picked us. He picked us with all of our goodness and with all of our brokenness. He chose us to enter into our lives, to share life with us because he loves us. And this is the heart of the message of Christmas. That personal love that God has for each one of us and that he wants us to love him. Right? Like, what does God want? He wants love. He really just wants us to love him. That's all he wants. That's what he wants for Christmas. He wants us to love him. And if we're afraid of him, if we don't like him, if we got issues with him, okay. But what he wants from us this Christmas, he makes himself little. He makes himself a little baby just for us. So we, are, we don't have to be afraid of him. Who's afraid of a little baby, right? God loves us and he makes himself little and lovable for us. So we can say, yeah, I love that little kid. Right? I, love, I love that baby. He, I love the baby Jesus. And so that's the call to each one of us tonight. We have to love him. We have to love God. And we have to let him love us. And then we have to go spread this Christmas message to everyone. That's our job, to be part of the story. This is the joy of Christmas. We should rejoice in this. And so my friends, what a joy it is to celebrate God entering into our family. His love for us and our love for him. As we celebrate this Christmas day with Christians around the world, resting this day in the fact of God's unconquerable love for every single one of us.